Blog Talk Radio. Right now, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? 
pretty good. Uh, we just listened to that song, and this is, this is a song called Beg. Um, anything you want to say about what we just heard? Uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the songs we like to start our set with usually because it comes out, as you can tell, uh, pretty strong. But uh, that one there, that's, uh, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good song. We like to play it. As for what it's about, yeah, I, love it. uh, I don't really have any specific, uh, you know, dialogue as as what it's really about. But, like, you know, um, it's kind of like, you know, you, you just you want the person in front of you to beg, the person that you're mad at. So you've had enough of their, their shit, so to speak. So, you know, it's time to see them beg. And so that, that, that would kind of tie into that song. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> We're already getting into a little bit of the writing process. <laughs> well, um, you guys have, you guys play shows all the time around here. Yeah. Are you from Columbus? Uh, Yeah, we, I mean, you know, Columbus, I, I think if you're from Westerville and Hilliard and all that shit, it's still considered Columbus, but we practice in Grove City yep. and uh, we live scattered all over Columbus. So when, when did you... Uh, we're going to play some more music here in a little bit, but um, when did you get started uh, making music? And when did when did you really find out that this is your this was your calling to do this? Uh, the first time I felt it was my calling was when we played for a really big Mushroom Head show. It was, it was the crowd was awesome. There was like three different little circle mosh pits, and everybody was crazy, and it was super packed house, and they were, they were really rocking and. and uh, receptive to what we were doing, so that kind of set it in for us, you know, as far as playing any kind of show and made us feel something. But we've been doing this for, you know, as long as we can remember. Our guitarist Ian, he's been rocking uh, since high school, and uh, he's like thirty something. And uh, let's see, Rob, he's same thing, rocking since high school. And I kind of had a little late start. I actually started putting together a band when I was about 22, maybe 23, and we didn't really start doing anything serious and finding serious people until I was, like, maybe 25. So it was it was pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so, so you're, you're, you're not a, a rookie. You're, you're a veteran. You're, you're a seasoned pro. I mean, Mushroom Head, you say that to anyone. They they know who that is, even if they don't listen to them. Right. So you guys just did a Rock on the Range this year. Like, I want to hear about yeah. that that whole experience. Yeah, that was a that was a serious mountain to climb for us. We for the past three years in a row, um, if they have a battle that goes on here in Columbus to play rock on the range, and uh, a lot of the big bands in the area have you know they can they can pull in a lot of people um, and get them to you know support them on these kind of events. Uh, they, they really compete hard, so you get a lot of bands involved in this. It's a, it's a pretty tough fight. And for three years, you know, our, our first year was our, our very first, uh, time out as infidel. So we've only been infidel for like three, three years or something like that. And, uh, we played, we played the battle the first year just to, just to do it, you know, just for the, the hell of it. We didn't care what happens more for like, uh, to get our name out there. Like, Hey, Hey, everyone, we're in town now. Um, we're going to start playing yeah. the shows, kind of introduce ourselves to the public in a way. And uh, we ended up doing really well in our 
preliminary battle and made it to the finals our first year, and that kind of made us feel like, hey, man, maybe we got an actual shot next year at this. So um, we took the, the full year, and we we tried to, you know, play the right kind of shows and, and meet the right people that, we, you know, we felt were going to be there for us when the time comes to say, hey, we need you to show up tonight, write our name down, tell people that, you want us to play rock on the range and, and just be there. So, but, you know, we, we campaigned pretty hard for that second year, and we came really close. I mean, at the end of the night, people were screaming Infidel, and um, an out-of-town yeah. band had won. And, you know, we were like, oh, man, it felt like it was just taken from us. And then uh, uh-huh. this past year, we, we fought hard again, and uh, we decided that we were going to do it. Um, but the, the second year had a kind of a strain on the band, and we had to replace a couple members, um, a, a drummer and a bassist. So we had to change half the band in that time frame before we um, compete again the very next year. And we came through and competed with, with the new people, and um, it, it was really awesome to win it. And, I mean, it's, it's still kind of like, you know, you think back, everything happened so fast. You just want to do it one more time just so you can make make sure you covered all the things you felt like you should have professionally. So that that yeah. was the only thing, uh, you know, we can't really top it right now. We just That's the biggest thing for us. We want to do it as many times as we can. Um, we love playing Rock on the Range. That's pretty fucking awesome. Um, what, so you said your Infidel formed about three years ago. Yeah. So uh, the the meaning behind the name, the name of the band, like a, a lot of people never get to hear what what the meaning behind, you know, what what does a uh, Pink Floyd mean? What does you know what does Lip Biscuit mean? What what is the meaning behind the name of of your band? Well, we we kind of feel like, um, in a sense, a lot of people already know what Infidel is, um, but to us, it's it's um, you know, there's a lot of people that fight for our freedom every day to live and die doing what we want, you know, being who we want as people and that kind of thing. And those people are over there being called infidels by the people that they're protecting us against, you know. So it's kind of like um, an honor and respect thing for them that we we stand, you know, for people that um, really want to be, you know, a uh, better person for for your fellow, you know, brother, sister around you, that kind of shit. We don't want to be douchebags. We're cool people. We like to hang out with people, have fun, and, and not stab people in the back because that shit's stupid. And in the end, you really should be looking out for one another. So we respect what they do for us, and, you know, it's a big thing for us and an honor to be called Infidel. That's cool as hell. Um, so, um... The writing process, this interests me because I've never been in a band and a lot of people are like, how does a song like start for you guys just from start to finish? Like, uh, what's the, what's the, some of the writing process that you go through? Like, um, do you have lyrics and then and the guitarist comes up with the chords and the riffs or, or what's, how do you typically form a song? Honestly, um, it, to me, I, I've never really understood how many people, out there form songs. I don't know how they do it, but the way we do it is uh, we're all in the same room and we just start to kind of play. And then it's kind of like a living, breathing 
thing. You know, when you start to play, it starts to take shape, and then after it starts to take shape, it starts to take life, and it starts to feel, and then you you know you're playing the right kind of shit. So we start out with the music side of it. A lot of times uh, the guitarist might start playing a, a riff or something, and then the drums will come in the back and, and keep them solid, you know, kind of pick it up. And then the bass just, you know, comes in and rocks the fuck out on top of it. And then once they have a solid groove going for, you know, a little bit, then I'll come in and I'll just, I don't know, I I don't really, at first, I don't really come up with words. I just uh, do more like uh, my patterns that I'm going to do with the melody that I might do. Um, and then the words kind of take shape too, if that makes any sense. You know, I kind of just like um, do it so many times that then I start to really feel what I'm doing and the words just kind of come to me. So I, I don't know. To me, that's how I, I write a lot of songs, and it seems it seems to be pretty cool. It, to me, it's more genuine that way because you feel it. Yeah. And uh, we're about, we're about to play another another song right now. This one's called Justified. Now, you, you want to enter this song right here? Yeah, Justified is about people with ego. Uh, you know, you get sick you get sick of ego out there. And it's about they they take that line that you draw in the sand and they cross it every time you draw that line. So, you know, this is dedicated to the egomaniacal motherfuckers out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ego, you fuckers. <laughs>
oh, that feels good. <laughs> does it feel good to, to do that? Yeah, actually it does. It's uh, it's one of the best re- release uh, kind of uh, therapies that I have. Same with same with all the guys in the band. We really look forward to getting together and, and rocking because life kind of throws that shit at you and you just want to get it out. So. Okay, I think you guys just had a show uh, like not Saturday night or Friday night, but uh, but what do you got coming up? When can people come and see you perform this live? Uh, right now, what we've decided to do was uh, October 31st was our our last show um, that we had set up for the year, and we decided what we're going to do right now is take some time to uh, write new songs and get them recorded, and and come out with you know something that we feel we can sell from, you know, and, and feel good about people putting in their CD uh, player and listening to it and, and just, you know, that kind of thing. So it's going to take a little bit of time, but we want to, you know, the winter time is a good time for that. Um, people tend yeah. to be a little bit more indoor, you know, when the weather starts to be shitty. So we're not really making Yeah, they don't come out plans. as much. <laughs> Right, right. So we're not, you know, because we, we tried that. We we do try that. We, you know, we still play throughout the winter and shit like that. But, you know, we decided that this year after doing everything that we just done, you know, got done doing, I don't know if I said that shit right, but um, anyway, um, we wanted to make sure that we have a something that we can shop around to people and get them to listen to it and, and, and you know, everybody just dig what we do. You know, uh, um, how do you feel about the uh, local scene here in Columbus? Where you guys want to battle out of bands, you guys play Rock on the Range. You have, you have a following, but um, is that is that the same? Like I'm, I'm sure it took a while to build up, and you know, do you, do you think there's like a support in the rock scene? Probably more so than the uh, hip hop scene in Columbus, where everyone sticks to their own clique and doesn't support each other. Um, I've I've been to a few of hip hop shows and they they have a pretty decent turnout when it comes to people and stuff like that. Um so it's hard to say who has who has the best kind of uh scene when it comes to that kind of support. But as far as the local scene in general, um I think it's kinda like, you know, it's kinda like Ohio weather. It could one you know, one day it could be awesome. Every motherfucker you know is gonna be there. Um but the next one could be, well, you know, I gotta work and I gotta, I can't find a babysitter, and you know, they, I, I get all that stuff, you know, randomly through all, throughout all the promoting of the shows, and I understand that stuff. Everybody does. Um, we also we have jobs, we do the same things and stuff like that. We just rock rock out when it's time to. So um, we we can't expect the scene to be strong at all times, but when there's important things going on, like you know. Everybody says, "Well, you should only play the important shows or the big shows and all that shit." But you can't, you can't predict those 100. percent All you can do is just kind of make an effort to do do something. So we try to play good shows, and what we hope to do is is keep the support about average to what it would be, so that it can grow on the average scale. And we're not, we don't have shock value. But the important thing is, is having the same support there when it's time to be there. Kind of like the battle for Rock on the Range or whatever you have going on that you feel is an important show, you know, those are important things in the eyes of uh, successful things that bands do. 
You know, have you ever have you ever uh, lost your voice on stage when you're up there doing it? No, actually, I I don't lose my voice at all, ever. I've kind of been I don't know. I've been doing this for a long time, and I don't know. I've I I listened to uh, and watched a couple DVDs one time after I'd been I'd already been in a band and screaming and shit and being you know aggressive metal vocalist for a couple years and then this DVD came out uh, the Zen of Screaming from Melissa Cross so I I I bought both copies there's like uh, first disc and second I I forget what they're called but um, I bought them both just to look at them and the science behind the screaming and and stuff like that just to understand and make sure I'm not doing something wrong. But um, she she does mention in her DVDs that if you're not losing your voice, you're probably not doing anything really wrong. So I'm I don't know. I feel pretty strong most of the time. It's it has to do with practice. If I don't get enough practice, I feel it's gonna break at the show. But everybody always says that it sounds strong. So I don't you know, I don't know. Now do you do you listen to all types of music? Like uh, just the the average person, like hearing hearing the hearing the songs, so it would be like there's no way a guy like this would listen to any other kinds of music other than what he's doing. Like a uh, well, well, we all for the most part listen to all kinds of music, um, and there's a lot of reasons for it. You know, everybody likes different sounds every now and again. Um, but I I like to listen to different stuff too to know what I like to do try to do and maybe not do at all so it kind of keeps me in the understanding of what everybody else is also listening to and then you know i i do listen to all kinds of shit like i was i listen to uh radio U a lot they have all kind of uh heavy hardcore metal bands screaming and you know heavy riffs and all that and then they also have some cool hip-hop bands like there's this one song it's called like uh bzrk it's a, it's like a quirky little song, but it's fun as fuck to listen to. So, you know, right. stuff stuff like you know, I listen to everything, and I think everybody should listen to all kind of music. But you know, when it comes down to it, if I'm in a mood, I do have a specific. You know, I I tend to turn to metal and listen to the aggressive stuff to kind of soothe me and keep me, you know, at a calm pace when I need to be. <laughs> Yeah, like who who are some of your favorites out there that you've loved and listened to for years, you know, or your maybe like even like influenced you or, or coming up. Um, early early when I was growing up, I really liked Corn and stuff like that. Uh, like I didn't I didn't like when Head left the band, and I didn't like some of their their weird like uh, some of their overly weird shit that it wasn't really like Corn to me. But like I like Corn, I like Slipknot. I like Mudvayne. I like Chevelle. Um, there's some Breaking Benjamin songs. I think that's the band. Yeah. Um, and there's just you know a variety of different bands that I've heard throughout time, like Tool and stuff. That I kind of I kind of just I like their melodies. I like their aggressiveness. I, I like the um, sometimes the hook that's going on in the song. You know, it just depends on what the song is too, because I tend to relate to a lot of what the song says. So that's my thing. Yeah, Corn, uh, their album probably ten years ago, Take a Look in the Mirror, was uh, their last really good one to me. I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, just talk about Corn in general, but when they came out with See You on the Other Side and, and a little more, like, kind of, it was different. 
you know, so are are you against like like uh when bands like have any bands ever disappointed you? Like you're into their sound and what they do and then maybe they take like more of a turn towards a commercial side or something like this? Well, I think people are a little bit too strict on uh what bands should be like. I think they get they, they need to understand that music is art and art uh, transforms and takes new shapes all the time. So there should be nothing really wrong with the band changing kind of their image. I mean, Mudvayne's a good example. You know, they early on they they had like the makeup shit and all that stuff, and then they would take it off and you know just do different stuff all the time. So it turned into something like that. Um, I think a band, you know. I think they should be open-minded to, to changing a little bit here and there to, you know, shake things up every once in a while. It's important It's important to stay uh, fresh, and, you know, you can't stay fresh by staying the same old motherfucker that you've always been. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think my brother uh, told me something like that once. He was like, well, if you were doing it, would you want to keep doing the same things for year after year after year? Well, I mean, it depends it depends on what it is you're doing, uh and how it's how it's affecting you, you know, your success level. If you're making a shit ton of money off of a song, um and you're forced to do it because it's making you money, yeah, you wrote it. You know, that you accomplished it. That's what you wanted with that song. You're stuck with it. So that's kinda that's kinda how songs go sometimes. Just like when a band comes through and they've they've got like you know, ten albums of music, but they can't play all ten albums at a show, so they pick all the shit that they that has made them what they are, and that kind of thing. So, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and uh, as far as as far as doing shows, and um, you have you have a lot under your belt at this point. Like, uh, are there any crazy stories that uh, you can share? That uh, maybe I don't know. I don't want to say fights breaking out or anything like that. But just anything that really sticks out in your memory from uh, being at a show. Um, you know, I tried. I gave a lot of thought to this because I figured somebody at some point would ask me this stuff. Um, but the only thing that really comes to mind is uh, having to go to a show that was extremely far away. I think it was like Lima or some shit like that. And uh you know, we were we were running a little bit behind because like I said, we all have jobs and had to wait for someone to get off work so we could all leave together in the same vehicle. Um but anyhow, we didn't want to stop and I had to piss like extremely bad. <laughs> so we're driving we're in this uh F F one fifty crew cab. It's got four doors on it, you know. So I'm like Slow down just a little bit for me, dude. I got to piss. I'm, we didn't have any bottles in there with us, so I opened the door, leaned out, and just took a piss while we're driving down the road outside of the truck. I couldn't help it. I had to. I know it was unsafe and all that shit, but, man, when you got to go, you got to go. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, um, at shows, um, do you ever, or have you ever drank before a show? Are you, are you just on your game the whole time? Uh, we kind of, we kind of take that a little bit serious to some sense. Like for me, first of all, I'm not really a big drinker. So when I, when I go no. to the show, I'm, I'm there to 
to rock for people, you know. I'm, I want my shit to sound good and, and sound right. And I feel like if I'm not in control of me, it may not. So I try to um, be social about it, you know. I'm just not going to be there around people that are drinking and not be drinking. But I'm... I'm aware of what I'm doing. Like, here's we we all kind of play the same role when it comes to this. Um, but like, if we play a show early, we'll drink, you know, pretty pretty moderately, um, because at that point, by the time we play on stage, we won't be you know drunk at all. We'll be just loose, and then uh, after we're done, we can drink and have fun with everybody. Now, if we're playing late, like headlining or you know co-headlining, super late then we will drink, like, maybe uh, one beer an hour or, you know, something little. It's not it's not like let's get sloshed all night long until we hit the stage. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> stay, stay sober just enough. Um, but, you know, at the same time, everybody's adults and, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. And, you know, as long as we get up there and we don't look like jackasses, I, I can't say you can't do anything that you're doing unless it's going to affect, you know, you personally, and that's going to affect all of us personally, so. Yeah, so have you have you seen, like, some bands and people do that, though, like other acts perform and they were really like, fucked up or weren't on? <laughs> like, I'm sure you've been to some bad shows from different people. <laughs> I've, I've seen people, like, um, it's usually what it is. It's when people are starting out and stuff like that. They get up, uh, you know, it's it's part of it's a courage thing. It builds courage to be drunk. And then the uh, the other thing is it's just kind of fun to party it up when you're at your show. So when, you, when it's really new to some people, that's one of the things that they kind of do is get excessively fucked up. And then that can be uh, detrimental to you playing your lead way too long all over the fucking place. Um, starting, stopping at the wrong times, that kind of shit. So, yeah, running out of time here, but I want to get to play one more song too before to play us out. But uh, do you think that uh, this is a big question because you know it goes back to when Columbine happened and they tried to blame that on Marilyn Manson because they listened to Marilyn Manson, the shooters of Eric and Dylan. Do, do you think aggressive music makes people act violent? Uh, absolutely not. Um, I think what, what what makes people violent is a tough question to answer. But I think the music side of it, uh, music music is known to be a meditation tool all across the board. You know, so it makes sense for some people because everyone's different. So for some people, they might need the more aggressive style to to get the meditation in. So for me. I don't think that it would cause you to be aggressive just because it's aggressive music. You know, when I'm listening to it, it's just giving me energy. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm rocking the fuck out in the mosh pit in my car driving. But I don't feel mad or pissed off or anything like that. And, and actually, when I am mad and when I am pissed off and I turn it on, it takes me from being so mad down to a, a lower level of, you know, I'm just kind of chill after, you know, I calm down a little bit. So it's kind of, you know... It's a bad rap because it's aggressive, but I don't think it's, it's a cause of any kind of crazy shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. But you know, I've, I've had a couple of people on my show that didn't disagree well, with us and say that hip hop. 
Yeah, if you ever go to a metal show, you'll notice that there's about 99% of the people there are cool as fuck. Uh, they they have camaraderie. They're not going to steal your shit most of the time. I can't speak for everybody. Um, but, you know, they're not there to beat up everybody and just pick fights and be rowdy and shit like that. You know, that that doesn't exist in a metal show that I've been to. Yeah, want to thank you for uh, calling in and uh, sending me this music and being able to play it for everybody tonight. Uh, we're about to get into uh, Red Rum right here to play us out. Oh, yeah. Red Rum is, uh, we wrote this song for our buddy Jeremy. He's with Zombie Tap Dance uh, Productions. You can check him out on ZTP. He's got a magazine out now. Uh, he likes people checking his shit out to so go to it. Um, but yeah, this song's about murder, Red Rum. Yeah. Everybody, add Infidel. You guys have a Facebook page, right? Yeah, Facebook group. Yeah, it's uh, Facebook uh, slash Infidel Music. Um, it's the best way to find us, like us, share our stuff, talk to us, you know? We're not we're not a bunch of fucking zombie, fake profile, trolling people. We're actually real down-to-earth, like I said, cool dudes. We just chill, so hit us up. Thank mm-hmm. you. 